Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, it saves your user... That's nice. If you... You, the person who are messing with settings on your end if you change someone's user volume like for you personally and then that person comes into the same video call at a later date it saves the settings man thank you discord are you being harassed yeah starting early today uh, ain't that just the way you know at least they're on top of it why? Why are you screaming at me? Because you are a mother. And they yeah. crave violence. She's just walking around me in circles, meowing. Jump up here if you want to jump up here. Oliver is asleep in the beanbag. <laughs> You're making me dizzy. Big boy. Look at this adorable mug I got in a gunquit. It is. I love it. I think it's so cute that it doesn't have a handle, but it's also very hot. Yeah, that's the downside. Anyway, how is everyone? Fine. Fine. She keeps acting like she's about to jump up, so I brace myself, and then she doesn't. So... I have a couple things. Actually, no. I mainly have one thing planned for this episode, because I planned this episode um, keeping in mind, or with the sole thought in mind, that on the day that this releases, uh, Friday, July 21st, will be the release date, the theatrical release date of both Greta Gerwig's Barbie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. (laughs) Two most diametrically opposed of films that so many people including Kyle and myself, are going to be seeing on the same day. I have always wanted to do two movies in one day. This is the first time I'm doing, like, two movies in a theater in one day. This is the first time I'm doing it. I'm very excited. I don't think I've ever done it either, actually. I don't know why. It's always sounded fun, and I just haven't. But now that's about to change. Um... So the main discussion points for today have to do with the like whole, with the whole Barbenheimer thing, which is what people are calling it. Um, but before we get into that, does just anyone have anything they'd like to say about literally anything? Are you being biscuited? She's sliding around everywhere because she. <laughs> Not really. I have many things for the worsening but oh great so do i any many very worse very proud of us as always um i mean well if that is the case then we can dive right in um the first thing i would like to discuss is something that i've seen being discussed on twitter and i have other people's arguments in the um in the chat for us as uh like sub discussion points but let's start with the overall what is the correct order for the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. I find the use of the word correct very interesting. (laughs) I feel like there's a correct answer. I don't know. Or what seems most right. I don't know, because, like, I I feel like maybe it partially depends on your mood on on the day. Interesting. Okay. I, I I will accept that. If you're you're in kind of like a you know not a great mood, it's been sort of a eh day. Then maybe you start off with Barbie, and it kind of like you know cheers you up and gets you in better mood for when you get to Oppenheimer. And then it, or, but then that's the thing. Then it ruins your day again. Yeah, but your day was ruined to begin with, and you wouldn't have enjoyed Oppenheimer as much if you hadn't been cheered up first. Interesting take. Okay. 
Um, I mean, I didn't really consider the, like, take into account your mood on the day because I am our, like, the plan for us is that, like, this is a day TM. Like, there's, like, we're gonna get breakfast. <laughs> I, like, took off of work for this. <laughs> I am very excited. So, like, th I mean, barring some catastrophe, already, like, I'm planning on the vibes on that day starting off pretty solid. No, I still would go Barbie Oppenheimer. Fascinating. Kyle, anything to add before we get into other people's arguments? And we will reveal what our plans are after going through everything else. I mean, I feel like Oppenheimer, because I know it's like much longer. I haven't watched the trailer for either of these, by the way. Fair. Kind of stop watching movie trailers, but I feel like Oppenheimer's kind of the big nutritious meal you kind of have to eat before the cotton candy, like meaningless, nutritionless thing that is. Okay, I resent meaningless. It... No, I mean, <laughs> but sense... I understand what you're saying. It's dessert. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of it more as an appetizer. Fascinating. Yeah, that, okay. See that. Yeah, I feel like I would pers- Like, I think the smart move is to get the thing, like, we've discussed on this podcast before, Kyle, I don't think you were a part of this discussion, but Brooks, you and I have talked about the notion of, like, and Kyle, we've had this discussion many times in real life, um, of liking a film, but not enjoying it, like- Inland Empire is one of my personal favorite examples. I fucking hate that movie. And it is also yeah. a five-star film. Yeah. Appreciation versus enjoyment. Essentially. So yeah, I feel fun. as though something like Oppenheimer that is, taking, is tackling such heavy subject matter, like, you know, somebody who, pro like, I don't know a shit ton about his life, just because I've never really had much of a reason to. Like, I know who he is and why he is historically significant, but also, like, I feel like nobody really sets out in a career in science to kill people, and that is unfortunately what happened. So I feel like this is going to be intensely, intensely heavy... Uh, what is it, like, three hours? An intensely heavy three hours about somebody who was trying to understand the world that he lived in better and accidentally wound up creating, or, like, found himself on the path to creating weapons of mass destruction that were actually used against real living people. And I feel like that is going to be the kind of film where I appreciate it. I, like, the entire experience of watching it is probably not going to be enjoyable or fun. It's probably going to leave me with a lot of things to think about. And I feel like I would like to, like, not that I think you should watch anything to quote-unquote get it over with, but I think I would like to structure my day with, like, having the, like, most intellectually challenging thing happen, like, somewhere, like, around, like, noon? Or, like, around the middle of my day, where I'm, like, at peak functioning. Where, like, you know, the caffeine has kicked in. Like, we're all good on that front. And then we can kind of just slide into the fun that is Barbie from there. Like, obviously I have not seen either of these movies. So That's the whole point. Yeah, don't know the, the exact path that Oppenheimer is going to take and where it's going to end and how much stuff they're going to show. Yeah. But anytime I have watched a movie that dealt with things of that nature, uh, I'm thinking about The Boy in the Striped Pajamas because that movie scarred me. That movie is a scarring experience, but I also don't think it is a very good movie. Mm. I find the dialogue in that film to be incredibly stilted. I honestly don't remember because it's been so long since I've watched it. Fair enough. Not the point. Yeah, yeah. But I, th but like that kind of emotion and thinking about like, oh man, this is all so messed up. 
Like, I don't know if I could have paid attention to another movie after that. Fascinating. My thing is more that I don't want to, like, end my day with that. Well, if you're watching the first one at noon, you're not ending the day. Because if you watch the, you know, back-to-back... Well, I mean, I'm going to assume that, I mean, like, where we are, I would assume that's going to vary slightly based on the times that your theater is showing things, especially when you factor in, like, trailers and whatever, because it's not like, Oppenheimer's, like, three hours, it's not, like, three hours and then, boom, immediately, like, you're probably going to be in that theater for more than three hours when you factor in, like, trailers and shit like that. You can always have a palate cleanser when you get home, too. This is also true, and I mean, I've watched more than three movies in a day in my life, many on multiple occasions, mostly because of who I am as a person. Um, so would we like to get into other people's arguments, unless anyone else um, has any responses to any of the things that we all just said? I'd like to hear people's opinions on this. Okay. So, um, these are all in the chat for anyone who wants to take a look at them for themselves, but I am going to be reading them out loud for our audio listeners. Um, first, uh, sort of argument I would like to bring up, or, um, someone's schedule from Twitter user at all caps ultra gloss. That's kind of fun. Uh, they write, people seeing Barbie first are wild. The schedule needs to be black coffee and a cigarette. Oppenheimer around 11, parentheses, it's three hours, mimosas and brunch, Barbie around six or seven, dinner, drinks, club. And frankly, if I was off the next day as well, aside from, like, the black coffee and a cigarette, this is kind of ideal. Like, I would love to hit the club after seeing Barbie. I've never, like, planned around watching a movie like this. (laughs) I've just, like, sat down and, like, what kind of thing am I roughly in the mood for? Oh, wow, (laughs) you're gonna, you're gonna have fun next Friday, or, um, you're gonna have fun today by the time that this is reaching the general public. Um, yeah, thoughts on that? I mean, I'm on board with the black coffee, not the cigarette part, and the mimosas. And you the know dinner. what? The single cigarette I ever smoke in my life, it'll be that. I wonder how much the clubbing and drinks, like, after both movies is, like, like, how integral that is to the experience for this person. Or if it's just because I mean, I Bar- Barbie that they're watching less. I, I don't know. The dinner, drinks, and club after Barbie sounds like a really great time to me. The thing is, like, I'm on board with all of those things, minus the cigarette, but I don't necessarily know that they're necessary for the experience. Or that I don't know that they're necessary for the experience either, but I think, like, if this is this person's ideal experience, yeah. I mean, again, aside from, like, the black coffee and the cigarette, fantastic. I think this is an excellent schedule. Sounds nice, but I, I also think you could plug in almost any two movies fascinating they have to be they have to like fit the the act i mean if you're keeping this and you're only swapping the movies out of the schedule they have to match the activities though in what sense in like what is another like probably harrowing film that would be appropriate to like black coffee and a cigarette and then you watch it sure there's Oh, um, not to be a fucking criterion hoe, but, like, come and see the horrific film about, um, Mm. I can't even remember what, I think it's, like, the, it's the Belarusian, it is an armed conflict, I'll tell you that. I am not remembering the summary of this film off of my head. I have not even seen it, but on the list of, like, horror, like, horrifying movies that are not horror movies, every letterbox list along... Those lines, number one. Yeah, I do see that a lot. So like that, and actually here, let me look at my... I have a, one of those hundred movies bucket list posters, and I'm trying to see if there's anything on there that's genuinely upsetting, or if this one keeps it kind of light. 
I'm like, oh, this person is bookending Barbie with alcohol, mimosas before, then drinks and clubbing afterwards. Honestly, meanwhile they're going into Oppenheimer like, like wired and like stressed out from caffeine, nicotine. I mean, it feel they. Is it smart? Maybe no. But does that feel like the state of mind? Like, does it fit the vibe? In my opinion, yes. It fits their presumed vibe for each movie. They haven't seen the movie yet. Movies yet, so. Okay. Well, I mean, we can bring that up as many times as we need to. <laughs> um. Another food angle. Do you eat like popcorn during Oppenheimer? <laughs> that doesn't feel right. Just sitting there, like, munching on some Swedish fish. You eat black licorice candy. I don't- I think- I feel like it might be wrong to have snacks during that movie. What about beverages? Is it, like, a no-consumption movie? I think you can have water. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the only thing that feels right to me. The thing is, um, I feel like all the things that you should be doing during Oppenheimer, aside from, like, getting a black coffee from Starbucks, you generally can't do in most movie theaters, because I feel like for that, like, the vibe I'm getting from, like, everything I know about Oppenheimer thus far is, like, just bourbon. Like, that's what you should have. Oh, yeah, movie theaters that have full bars. Yeah, which I don't think we have, or at least not around Albany, I can't think of a single even, like, you know those movie theaters where it's like, oh, you can get dinner. I don't think we even have one of those. I used to, we had a few when I lived in Columbus and I used to go to them. And then I decided I didn't want to go anymore because like, I kept drinking too much and not remembering the movies that I saw. <laughs> to this day, I, I went and saw Green Zone with a bunch of friends and then we kept buying pictures. And I'm like, I have no idea. I, Matt Damon's in it, I think. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So, I don't know that that's... Like, man, I, you know, paid to be here, I want to remember. See, I feel like the, like, drinks during the movie experience is best for something that, like, is in theaters once again. Mm-hmm. Like, your Rocky Horror Picture Show type beat. Yeah, I'm thinking Monty Python. Exactly! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any further comments on this person's uh, schedule for Barbenheimer? If no, not, we solid. can move. Hmm? I think it's a solid schedule. Honestly, yeah. Like, I would go along with most of this. Um, if you scroll down a bit, if you are looking at these, the next uh, take, I guess, is by at BWAGS on Twitter. And they kind of take the opposite approach. Quoting thus, uh, once again, I implore you all to see a Barbie matinee, have a dinner with your friends like a normal person, and then see this sicko shit once the sun has gone down. Referring to Oppenheimer. <laughs> hmm. Do they provide any additional detail? No, not really. Interesting. Yeah, I I feel like watching a matinee of Oppenheimer and then coming out of the theater into broad daylight somehow would be very upsetting. Like a little gremlin. I don't think, I mean, again, we will reveal our plans. I don't think that that's wrong. Like, I don't think that that is an incorrect assessment. I can, I'm trying to think about, like, why he would want you know, or they would want after the sun went down. And I was like, yeah, I could see that being a... Upset. Yeah. I can kind of sympathize. I like to watch horror movies, like, at night when it's dark. I get that. But it's not the same when I'm going to see something in a movie theater. Like, yeah, because, just... like, you don't have to, like... I mean, if I was, like, in a situation where, like, my friends and I were, say, like, we're doing, like, we're doing a horror movie marathon, so we're going to have to, like create the vibe for ourselves during the daylight hours at some point so like i mean you know you get your blackout shades but like you don't have to rely on yourself to like create the vibe should that be necessary in a movie theater they are creating the vibe for you so like something to consider creating the vibe means forbidding anybody from bringing snacks (laughs) 
I didn't say forbid. I just don't think it feels right. No, I mean, that's what they should do. They're just like, nobody gets to stack. You will stare at the screen. Yeah, you have to raw dog this. Yeah. Which, like, honestly, yeah. Um... I do get the kind of wanting to emerge from the sort of very, like, dark... I suppose I'm sure there's going to be some questions of ethics and philosophy, so, like, philosophical uh, feature, like, into the night, rather than, like, at 2pm. <laughs> like, I do get it. I still think you should see um, Oppenheimer first, but I understand where this person is coming from. Well, that makes me think it, having Oppenheimer first and actually being able to, like, talk about it in between that and the Barbie movie would be nice. Excellent point. Uh, yeah, Kyle, anything else to add? Because if not... I think I've kind of said everything I have to say about this. Like, it's not me, it's, but I get it. I know it's on me for not having watched the trailers for these movies, but I... I haven't either. Ask, is Barbie supposed to be, like... Oh, you haven't watched the trailer? No. For Barbie? No. Or for either? <laughs> We're so informed. Okay, well, well... I mean, I've seen mind. Well, clips. that's the whole point, I mean... Oh, I've seen literally nothing about on either. Every time I, uh going to the movies in the last couple of years and they show trailers for stuff a movie that I'm gonna kind of want to see they show like three four minutes of it and they show so much I'd rather just kind of know who's in it and decide what to go see from there yeah so what just was the what point gonna be <laughs> I feel I like gonna I gonna ask if it was a comedy oh well yeah Although, it is explicitly not a children's movie. Barbie is PG-13. Right. So, putting that out there. Yeah. Um, Alright, so are we good to move along? Yeah. Discussion, uh, tweet discussion number three. At, uh, ooh, French. At Les Cinefiles on Twitter. Real ones see Oppenheimer in the morning, go see Barbie at night, go to the club after Barbie, fumble every baddie they find, then go see Oppenheimer again at like 3am and smoke the most depressing cigarette of their lives. God. I think that's too much, TM. Yeah, that's way too much. Like, I'm honestly with them up until the like, fun like... Even after the fumbling every baddie, like, r just stop there. Fumble everyone and stop there. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't, like, three hours long. That's the thing. The you fact that it is a three-hour movie. And I am not against a three-hour movie. I have said this multiple times. I hate the attitude of, like, oh, if you can't tell your story in 90 minutes and, like, it, you know, it's not worth it. Like, no, shut up. It takes as long as it takes. If you're gonna do a bookend, Barbie bookends would make more sense. Yeah, honestly. Like, you hype yourself up, you go watch the deeply upsetting thing, mm -hmm. and then you restore the vibe. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, and then you go to the club. Yep. Like, it's agreed upon by all these people that Oppenheimer is, like, the upsetting one. Mm -hmm. Why would you choose to watch it again as the sun is coming up because they fumbled everyone in the, <laughs> the club so they're all it's like when you put on sad music when you're already sad again it's not necessarily enjoyable but you appreciate it yeah right right i imagine it's going to be one of those movies you have to watch more than once to like really take it in and appreciate it. i mean is, i would I... say that is the case for your average christopher nolan film yeah yeah particularly something like memento but yeah I watched Interstellar years ago, and I remember. I have never seen Interstellar. Hating it, like hating it, thinking it was the most like, just like the sappiest, like, most manipulative thing, and boring, and I just didn't like it at all. And lately, I've been thinking I probably didn't appreciate it enough for what it was. 
Because I have like most of his other movies, so. Sometimes things are worth a revisit. Yeah, any further thoughts, I suppose, before we reveal our schedule? Really, but I did have the thought, um, like, what kind of cool cups is the movie theater going to have for the Barbie movie? Hot pink, baby! Like, so excited to see what they have. Because they often do, or like the, um, like the metal popcorn tins. Honestly, if there is a hot pink Barbie cup, that may be the first time in my life that I get the stupid slushy cup at a movie theater. Yeah. I've never done that that? before. Hmm? They do that? They release, like... Oh, yeah. Tie-in, like, stuff at the concession Mm -hmm. in the movie theater? I've never seen that. Maybe in, like, Star Wars cases, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to work at a movie theater. Sucked. I hated it. (laughs) Although my coworkers were lovely, and I did like the fact that I got to see free movies sometimes, and also I got movie posters out of the bin in the back after they took them down. But I just hate dealing with customers. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, should we reveal our um, schedule for the day? Planned by me because I am so horrendously type A. Reveal. Okay, so here's the plan. It's breakfast at like 10. Uh, Oppenheimer at noon. Like early dinner, late lunch, debrief. Starbucks and slash or boba. Then Barbie at 6.40. No, because I have to... I gotta work the next day, damn it! Being one drink in your home. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll be the case. I will sip one cocktail at my house. We'll find out. Well, like, uh, something pink. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, Brooks, you can comment on that as you see fit. <laughs> Unless yeah. that's everything there is to say. I think that aligns with everything that you've been saying up to this point. And I, and not that I don't understand where people are like, wait to see the like the really heavy shit, and to like see the sicko shit once the sun has gone down. I do get it. It's just kind of not me. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's just I, I see the Barbie movie as sort of a. I don't mean to like diminish it by calling it a warm up, but like you, it's like you're going to a movie and you're enjoying it, and it's like, all right, I've had fun, I'm ready to get down to business. Like that's my. I get it, Kyle. You are allowed to critique our schedule if you would like. I know that I'm the one who like. I, I think it's I I like, I like it the way it is. All right, cool. The few times that I've watched two movies like back to back in the same day, like alone at home. I just pick movies that are kind of similar in theme. I mean, we've so done that. We've time... definitely watched, like, two uh, fucking What's-His-Face Cronenberg movies in one day. Did we? Yeah, we watched The Fly, and then we watched Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah. I think we've done that multiple times. Not, like, Cronenberg specifically, but, like... That was a depressing day. Was it? <laughs> I mean, those are two depressing movies. They are two depressing movies, but I was kind of vibe. I mean, I was kind of vibing just because I hadn't seen The Fly before, and I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. Anyway. Um, so the next question. Which do we? Th- which of the two films, Barbie or Oppenheimer, do we think is going to perform better at the box office on opening day? Barbie. Probably Barbie. Yeah. I think so too. Although I am really surprised that they've sold like I don't remember if it was twenty thousand or two hundred thousand like double featured tickets. Like it, it was twenty thousand. I know the, the I know the exact headline you're talking about. That like all the like <laughs> the people same. who are like AMC members, like like twenty thousand mm-hmm. AMC members have purchased tickets to see Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. Oh, that's, that's just AMC. That's just yeah. That's just people who are AMC members. So like, wow. Yeah. 
That's a lot of ticket sales. That is a lot of ticket sales, and that is not reflective of all ticket sales, so this is going to be very interesting. I also think it's going to be really interesting the number of people who are probably going to be sitting in the theater for Oppenheimer in their, like, bubblegum pink, like, Barbie-type outfits in anticipation of going to see Barbie after seeing Oppenheimer. Because <laughs> that's going to be me. be clear, this is... Um people that were just buying the tickets separately. It wasn't like AMC being like, No, hey, they did not. That would be hilarious. Although, you know what's gonna- somebody on Twitter pointed this out, and I will try to find this. You know what pissed me off when they pointed this out? Because they're so right. That people- that, like, studios are gonna try to manufacture this now. Like, oh, releasing yeah. two, like, diametrically opposed films on the same day, on purpose. And then being like, haha, it's just like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Shut up. This is grassroots. That you can recreate like this, though. Exactly, but they're gonna try to, and it's gonna be really annoying. Anyway. Also, I just love, like, other things that I will have to find. One, I love that there's an interview of Cillian Murphy saying that he is indeed going to go see Barbie King. And there's also a picture of um, Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie standing outside um, the, like, the movie theater like you know how they have the poster like next to the, the the entrance to the theater like standing in front of the one for oppenheimer tickets in hand <laughs> i was like all right yeah real recognize is real i love how margot roby has been dressing like a barbie oh my god i know it's been fucking iconic her stylist is having the most fun ever and i wish that were me also, I'm just so excited for the whole Ryan Gosling is Ken thing, because I didn't understand why people cared about Ryan Gosling until I saw La La Land. Mm. And then I was like, oh shit, I get it. And, like, I just get it even more now, like, everything I find out about him because of this movie. Like, one, he keeps saying stuff in interviews that is just, like, it makes no sense. Like, my boy went too met. Like, somebody said he went to method to play ken and now his brain doesn't work anymore <laughs> which is just so funny because i cannot wait to see a beautiful man being dumb as rocks on screen um and also he's a doctor who fan like big time i didn't know that yeah he like there's some like when uh shooty gatwa was announced as a 14th doctor because he's one of the kens in the barbie movie Apparently Ryan Gosling showed up at his trailer and was like, oh my god, I'm such a huge Doctor Who fan. I was like... Which just proves, once and for all, that Doctor Who is for sexy people. If you're hot, you'll get it. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think Barbie is probably going to perform better on opening day, although I'm really not looking forward to annoying film bros, like, pointing to that as, like, the death of, the death of like, cinema and critical thinking. I can already, like, see the tweets in my mind and the Reddit comments, and I would just like to preemptively say, shut up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Then, I mean, even if the movie is bad, how many terrible movies have been produced? Yeah. They've never destroyed... Or, like, or like lamenting the fact that Barbie outsold Oppenheimer, if that is the case, as, like, oh, 
critical thinking in cinema are dead. It's like, no. Sometimes people just don't want to, like, watch something that has a chance of making them feel awful. Yeah. Like, about humanity. But I think also, Barbie, there's the nostalgia factor for a lot of people that... This is also very true. And, like, even though it is not, like, a quote-unquote kids movie, like... I'm sure that there are going to be, like, people in the, like, 10 to 14 range that do get taken by their parents. So, like, yeah. So, like, I I feel like that is going to give them an edge as well, because you cannot enter a movie theater. No, that's NC-17. But even then, Oppenheimer's R-rated, so, like, you've got that as a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle, what were you going to say? Uh, I can't remember, but I had another thought. Do you know what the rating is, Barbie? It's PG-13. PG-13? Is that just because everything, like, nothing's really PG anymore except, like, films for small children? I mean, I, mean, I don't really... think, I am fairly certain that it is explicitly, like, not a children's film. Can't sexual content in wrap it, my head around that. Yeah. I mean, hold on. I can like a kids movie for adults. It's just these two pretty people playing toy dolls. Barbie. But they're real people. Barbie but they're dolls. Like, I don't. Listen. <laughs> yeah, it's PG thirteen. Okay, so there can be like one shocking moment, like. Technically, if it's PG thirteen, you get one. F- you get one f bomb. You get one non sexual f bomb every PG thirteen movie. And the Pokemon movie with uh, Detective Pikachu was originally going to be PG thirteen, but then um, <laughs> they downgraded it to PG because everyone was saying like, "Okay, great, that means Pikachu gets to say fuck once," and Nintendo was like, Mm-mm. "I wonder." The thought that keeps popping into my head is one of the things that I imagine they're going to make a joke about is, like, Barbie and Ken's, like, the dog's... Lack of genitals. And so I imagine there's probably some scene where they're making a joke about that, maybe even, like, Pants Ken or something. That would be really funny. (laughs) That would get it a PG-13, I would imagine. Oh, definitely. But actually, um, random thing that I just remembered about knowing that you get one non-sexual F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. I was watching, um, I went to go see Jojo Rabbit in the movie theaters with my mom. <clears throat> and afterwards we left and we were talking about it. And I was like, I knew when he, when Jojo like kicks Taika Waititi as Hitler out of the window, I was like, I knew that's where they were going to do it. Cause you like, I was And I think I was explaining to my mom that that is the rule with the PG-13 rating. And I was like, I knew that's where it was going to be. Like as soon as that scene started, I was like, oh, I bet this is it. Yeah, um, I hope Barbie says fuck. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be so funny. It's probably not going to happen, but holy shit if it does. Also, just thing I keep forgetting, even though I'm, like, genuinely excited about it, because there's so many other things in my mind every time I think about this movie, fucking Jamie Dimitriou's in it. I didn't know that either. Yeah! In, like, a big part, or is it just... I would say a fairly major side character is the vibe I have gotten. I could be wrong. Like, he's not just, like, oh a ca- he's not just, like, a cameo. All my questions could be answered by just watching the trailer. Or some of them could be answered by watching a trailer. I mean, if you've committed to the bit thus far, as I also have... Actually, no, I lied. I saw, like, the first, like, teaser trailer. I haven't watched the entire... Like, the, you know, ones that they released that are way too long. I saw, like, the first two teasers. Which, frankly, is all you need, in my opinion. Because, like, that, like, that's what I think the trailer, like, the whole general thing about trailers. Like, they always release a teaser for the trailer. It's like, that's all you need. Just give people a yeah. vague vibe so they can decide whether they want to go see it or not. You don't need a trailer for the trailer. Well, it used to be before the internet. Because they would have to have, you know, fit a 30-second TV spot. Mm-hmm. 
But now they're like, oh, we have the internet, so we can do the 30 second, and then... I've talked about this before here. I also remember, like, the... The amount of time you had to wait before something was released on, like, back in ye older days, like, video or DVD. Oh my Mm. god, it used to be forever. I remember leaving the movie theaters as a kid, like, having really liked something and just being like, shit. Like, I'm not gonna be able to see that again for, like, a year. Yeah. Simpler times. Simpler times, indeed. And yet more complicated. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it is easier to just do things online. Like, at least you don't have to do paper forms anymore. I forget how to write. (laughs) Mood. Um, but yeah. Bringing us back to the actual question, which we have all already answered... Barbie is definitely going to perform better at the box office on opening day. I think it's kind of obvious. Probably overall, in my guess. Also very possible. I feel as though people might see the length on Oppenheimer and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to do this, like, in my own house. Yep. So, like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but actually, that kind of, uh, speaking about, speaking of the length of that movie, the final tweet that I have, uh, saved to discuss for today is this one by at plume underscore underscore, and it is thus, if a movie is three plus hours long, the theater should pause for a bathroom break at some point. There should be a button you can press on the armrest when you have to pee, and when a certain percentage of people press the button, they pause the movie. Why don't we have this? Like, if 60% of the people in the movie theater have to piss, you should be able to pause the movie for 10 minutes. I mean, I feel like that's overcomplicating it. Like, just put in an intermission. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's fair. But they don't plan in intermissions anymore, and it's annoying. They should. I don't disagree with you. Intermissions are part of movies. They've never been, like, a thing that the theater does. Yeah. So bring back intermissions or do that if you are really against the notion of the intermission for whatever reason read some of the comments on that thing. That oh, wonderful. I should have thought of that. Or I should have done that. Please, and the floor this, is yours. There was this whole um, debate about there was somebody who claimed that in Italy they always have intermissions in their movies. Interesting. And then somebody else came in and said, no, I've never experienced that in my life. And somebody else said, I've never been to a movie that didn't have one, so I'm not sure... Yeah, I mean, Um, maybe if someone's, like, seeing everything at, like... Because, like, I know that there are, like, local independent cinemas that still do get, like, you know, your... Like, you know, your Marvel movies, your Star Wars, your whatevers. And maybe that's just policy at that theater. Well, they they said it was multiple theaters, like, everywhere they went. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if it's true or not. I was like, I wonder if... Maybe we can do, like, a survey with, like, a country-by-country breakdown or something. Yeah. Because, like, maybe that's just standard in some places. They did it years ago, because I know, like, Ben-Hur and Lawrence of Arabia, like, those movies have intermissions. Oh, if you watch The Sound of Music, there is an intermission, like, even now, like, if you watch that movie the whole way through, there is an intermission title card that they have not edited out. theater in Columbus that I used to go to it was one of those like really fancy ass theaters where they had like you know musicals and and things like that but in the summer every couple weeks they would show like an older movie there oh that's what they do Um, at the theater where um they do the Rocky Horror Picture Show here ah they like like it's I've seen like stand-up comedy there but they also like show old movies sometimes anyway continue yeah, but they they would always do an intermission. Um, so I like I saw Meaning of Life there once, and so nice. we went and got our snacks and sat, and it's like all you know colored in gold and 
red velvet and stuff like that yeah. and we're just watching you know this guy profusely vomiting <laughs> eating snacks um and so i always appreciated that chance to get up and stretch the legs right it just made it more of like an experience i think yeah and one of the really cool things about it was they actually on the stage up front they have a piano on a platform that rises up out of the stage and then goes back in. That's so fun. So before every movie, there would just be the guy playing piano and then it would start and he would lower back down and then intermission time, it rises back up and he plays oh the piano for intermission and then... Wait, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loved that. It's like, yeah, it just makes it more of an event, I feel like. It's not just, I'm just going to sit here and watch a thing. It's, I'm going to have an experience. Actually, that just, like, tangentially reminded me of something. Kyle, is Ben-Hur silent? Not the one from the 50s that I was thinking of. There's an older one, I think, that maybe. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, because I remember, like, I know, like, the... the you, it made me think of this because of the piano rising out of the stage thing. Because, like, that's what used to happen. You used to have somebody playing along at the silent film. Mm -hmm. Which, like, damn. That's cool. Honestly, I would like to see that. Like, I'm sure that there's, like, art house theaters that still do that as, like, mm -hmm. an event, like, every couple months or something. I would really like to go see a silent film with, like, a live piano player or, like, a live musician. That would be awesome. They, I believe they did that at a showing, a screening of Metropolis <gasps> around here recently with, like, a... Because, like, all the scores, you know, that are that accompany that movie on, it's like, probably public domain by now we're like after the fact yeah uh no maybe i'm not sure yeah i don't know um actually yeah i just i remember when i did the study abroad like there was a point where like there were various like things you could choose to do on like some of the days where there weren't classes and i think we wound up going to a museum instead of doing this but i think that they were showing a silent film and like somebody was there as like a, it was like some like music professor or like a professional in some capacity who was like playing along to a silent film so that is the thing i would kind of just adding that to my bucket list right now that is the thing i would very much like to do and honestly metropolis sounds like a fantastic choice for that or maybe like dr caligari would be cool because i've seen that one already and i just think that would be very entertaining and I changed my mind, I think the button thing is better than just intermission. And Interesting. I was imagining, what if you're watching a movie that's like an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not going to have to go to the bathroom within that hour and a half, and I'm just going to be irritated if I have to sit around and wait after 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. So maybe in a movie like that, we don't reach whatever the threshold is, like 60% of people pushing the button, so we just don't do it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I've switched, I'm now agreeing with the person. I think you make an excellent point. Like, I like the idea of the built-in intermission, that is nice. But, may, like, maybe the built-in intermission we save for something, for, like, movies over a certain length. And other than that, it's just the button system. Well, in the tweet it said over three hours long, right? That is the example For... that they gave, yes. Oh, I thought, wait, I thought they were saying... Oh, so then if a movie is three plus hours long... So then maybe that is the... Well, hmm. No, because I feel like even... I, I feel like even a two and a half hour movie. Or a two hour yeah. movie. Like... Maybe it's not a problem for right. me, but I think it like the theater could get to a 60% of people would be like, okay, bathroom break would be nice right now. I'm not only about this when it, like, you know, is convenient for me. The buttons are just gonna be there. You've already installed them. Yeah, might as well. And, like, maybe you don't, like, turn on the system for the buttons if it's- Because I know, like, Asteroid City is, like, 75 minutes long. Like, we don't need that. Just don't, like, don't have them be active. Like, if you press them, they do nothing. But, like, for your- your Oppenheimers, your Dunes, your, you know- why am I not thinking of another lengthy film? Come on, Bridget, you can do better than this. Someone please help me. Avatar. Your avatars, thank Avatar. you. 
then yeah, then you know, you bring them online. It could quickly devolve into chaos. I mean, can't everything? I just think of like Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy, like being told not to press the button. I was never allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Read um, the original poster's follow-up post. No, I did not. I just realized we had to address that part. They had, a, like, a second post. Okay. Where they said, like, there would be a second button that people can push to peer pressure people that have not pushed the first button. In the <laughs> okay, that's definitely going to cause trouble. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how it was phrased. That, I think, might be going a little bit too far. It was uh, it was an interesting notion. It's like, why would you want to add that? I think you want to add that because it's funny when you post it on Twitter. Now I want to look at the exact wording and bothering me. Computer being laggy though. Just, I just want to announce this. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But Oliver just looks so angelic asleep in the beanbag right now. My sleepy little boy. Anyway. What are we finding I out? I should just use my phone. My computer's been, like, lagging for some weird reason. Hmm. And then I'm like, wait, my phone's sitting right here. Do-do. Link. Uh, if oh, I go to the theater... Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so the, the original poster said, there's a second buttoned, buttoned, I added a T, there's a second button that peer pressures everyone else into pressing their first button, second button causes everyone cease to shake a little bit, this is my socialist utopia. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I forgot about the seat shaking part. <laughs> I mean... Maybe it would be useful if, like, 53% of the theater, like, really has to piss. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I like the like comment the about the socialist utopia. I don't know why I find that as funny as I do. You push the first button if you have to go to the bathroom, and you only push the second one if it's, like, dire. You know, that's, yeah. that's when the peer pressuring. Yeah. That seems. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this could quickly become chaotic. But if ever again, in perhaps a socialist utopia where everyone is using it fairly, that could be helpful. Yeah, because like in that case, if there's a minority of people that have to go to the bathroom, but like they really have to go, that gives them a way to single uh, signal to the other people. Like I know the rest of you don't have to go, like, but I like know. we're dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This probably would only work in a socialist utopia, but it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's sort of quantity versus quality. Yeah. I was in the theater for about three hours and 45 minutes when I saw Avatar. I could have used this button. There I you go. I was very uncomfortable at one point. Rip. Alright, well, unless anyone has anything else to say about all of the points that we're, that were made here today, I think that's going to bring us to the weekly worsening, and... Boy, oh boy. Would you like to start or shall I? Because <laughs> we didn't record last week, so we No, we didn't. Weeks. So we have two weeks worth of things, but I mean, it's not like they're particularly new things. I just continue to become more insane. Brooks, well, would, yeah, you like, would you like to go first? I can. Um, I feel like you often don't, so let's do that. Okay. Um, so... I actually checked today to see how much time I've spent playing Zelda. Over 170 hours. So, good amount. Um, I also wow. now bought a second controller that is transparent and has neon lights. Because that's who I am now. Um, yeah. That's just the level I'm working with. Um, my print collection continues to grow because I went to an art festival and you guys have seen my um, Cat Thulu and, and Meowdusa. Yes, I have. Actually. They're delightful. 
so I came across that guy again, and I now have the Catmelian. <laughs> How could and, you resist? And, and wait for it, wait for it. The Catabite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that's fantastic! Right? Oh, it's a Sphinx. It's a Sphinx kitty. With a weird oh, little my God. raw yeah. chicken looking ass. Yeah. So I need that. to hit this person up. <laughs> Your walls uh, are very uh, blank. You definitely do. The The brand is called Pickled Punks, but Amazing. he doesn't actually sell anything online. Hmm? Oh, big sad. Yeah, but he, he does, like, he's based in Syracuse, so he does tons of stuff around the area. And we were, we had a long talk. He's thinking about getting into Comic-Cons. Or, like, uh, he actually gave me a little flyer thing for, um, like, a curiosity festival thing that's happening. Ooh. I just forgot to look at it. Alright, um, hell yeah. Yeah, but weekend before last, I went to... Before last, I went to the Nickel City Comic Con in Buffalo. Yes, how was that? Man, I got such a haul. <laughs> um, I have more show and tell. So there's this guy um, who draws pictures with ballpoint pens. So I, I'm, I put them in a specific order. I have four of them. From least exciting to most exciting. Okay. okay. I blink, because of course you know the obsessive Zelda playing. Um. Then we got Chainsaw Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And then my my beloved, Inosuke. <laughs> Amazing. And then finally, um, this is the whole reason I wanted to buy from this guy. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Oh, Ryuk, my beloved. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the only other one he had was Light, and I was like, ugh. Fuck um, that little prick. Now, I also got um, another poster that was uh, a new thing that this guy had just drawn. It was the first one he ever sold, so he actually wrote on the back of it and signed it and everything. Aww. Oh, <laughs> that's so oh, that's cute. cute! Yeah, the um, and it's the glare because it's in a frame, but um, it's got like fun little detail. Like you can actually see one of the pumpkin head people here in the background, and yeah. But the guy said like it was one of his wife's favorite shows, um, and so he drew it for her. He's like, so you can thank my wife, and I was like, well, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I got so excited. Um. So many other things that I man, I got like all these little demon slayer tiny stuffed animals. Amazing. Mind, there's only four of them. I also got twenty something Lego figures, like the little mini figures. Girl. Mostly demon slayer, a lot of Doctor Who because this guy had a bunch on clearance. But right, Bridget, I, I purchased one for you. For me. Do you want to see it? Yes. Oh, oh, focus. Oh. Rem, my beloved. And she has a little death, note, a death in her hand. note. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was the only Thank death you. note one I found, but I was like, is that Rem? I was about to say, <laughs> like, for it? that to be the only death note one, that's a bold choice and I like it. Yeah, that's why I was I was blown away. I was like, Rem? Oh yeah, my love. So yeah, I, I went overboard, and I have nowhere to put these pictures. I don't know. Cool! <laughs> so that's why they're still just sitting here. They're all framed and stuff, just sitting around. Sweet! I love it! Um, except for my new cat pictures, because I just got those. I gotta get frames, but... Very nice. Um, well, most of how I'm worse has to do with ghost. Fucking shocker. But, um... The ritual approaches. The ritual approaches... Funko! Funko Papa Emeritus! I did Funkos. I love them! Uh, they've done a couple. This is the only one I've been able to get my hands on thus far because the other ones are discontinued, but I'm trying. I really am. Um, yeah, so I have my little Papa Emeritus Funko and I love him so much. And, um, I bought two more ghost shirts and another sweatshirt. And also, I spent most of today, um, 
figuring, like, drawing and cutting, uh, right here, these out of, um, one of these is not quite done yet, but these out of, uh, silver spandex because I'm going to put them on a sport, on a bralette so I can flash the lead singer of Ghost, um, and not get arrested. So I am making crucifix titty bikini top, essentially, um, to wear under the ghost crop top at the ritual. You said that's Uh, yes, it is. Well, actually, it is silver lycra. So, spandex and some other shit. If I did get arrested, honestly, that'd be pretty cool. That would be a cool thing to have on, like, you know, a cool thing to whip out at a party. Be like, oh yeah, I was arrested for showing my tits at a ghost concert. But, um, frankly, even if you did, like, flash your tits at somebody at a concert, I feel like that's, like, the last place you're gonna get arrested for that. Because that's been happening forever. Yeah. I don't think it matters. But yeah, um, my brain is rotted. It is nothing but ghost. Thank you. Also, I'm almost done reading Death Note. Nice. I I just had to get my second box set of Attack on Titan, so. Sweet. Yeah, Chainsaw Man is next for me. Yeah. Kyle, how about you? How are you worse this week? I don't know about worse. I just dove into... Well, I also have played probably at least 200 hours of Zelda. That counts. Since Tears of the Kingdom came out. And I'm working my way through Dune right now, which is very... Getting into Dune is definitely a way that you're you're becoming worse. And I say this with nothing but love in my heart because I am all... Because Dune has also made me worse as a person. Like, significantly. Oh, oh, so when you say worse, you mean better. When we... The worsening is... (laughs) How is a way that you are more authentically yourself that maybe drives your friends a little bit insane, but they still put up with you? Oh. Forgetting the task that I was doing at work, because I'm thinking about reading Dune. Yeah. 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 That is... (laughs) Yeah. What makes you more difficult to put up with in a fun way? <laughs> that, is, that is what the weekly worsening is. I forgot to um, show you the most exciting purchase of all at the, the Comic-Con, but I don't have them with me, so I'm uh, texting a picture. What do you mean you don't have them with you? They're downstairs. Oh, okay. I was like, did you pre-order something? Oh, no, no, no. Um, in here, let me... Okay. Those are fun. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I... Oh, multi-pack. It was... I just sent it to YouTube. <laughs> um, I... It was literally like the last minute of the convention because it was the last day, the last minute. We were walking toward the steps to leave, and out of the corner of my eye, like, what is that? Who is that? Creepy <laughs> paper. Creepy paper. Oh my god, the day we're recording this is uh, the 12th. Fucking what we do in the shadows premieres tomorrow, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Which I also thought about that significantly the last couple days. As you should. We haven't discussed this yet, Brooks. I think we're going to have to stagger the streams by a week because it airs at 10 o'clock on Thursday nights. Oh, that's a problem. Um, I took one of these pictures off my manga shelf for show and tell. That Hi, didn't Luna. take long. There's a cat on it. Hi, Boo-Boo. <laughs> I specifically, like, for a while when I didn't have anything on it, was just putting empty boxes so they wouldn't jump up there. <laughs> I left it unattended. Just, I just took the picture down like right before we started. If they fit, they sits. Um, but yeah, so consider that good. an announcement. I guess we are going to be one week behind in talking about new shadows episodes because I don't see a reasonable way for us to work around that. 
Which I feel like that's, that's so difficult, you know, because you'll, you'll have watched it, like, want to talk about it, and... I mean, perhaps it will be, but also, this is going to be the exact opposite experience of us watching it literally the day before, and then talking about mm-hmm. it, like, mm-hmm. have some time to ruminate. So maybe that'll change the discussion, who knows, but consider this um, an announcement, because by the time you're seeing this, the first episode will have aired, but we will be discussing it on the stream next week. Yeah, so, for later. Consider that the announcement, and also I'll put that on our Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff, but um, I think that's going to bring us to a close for today. Unless anyone else has anything they would like to announce, bring up, point out. Mine. Fantastic. All right, then. Uh, as always, thank you for fighting with us, friends. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will be back again next week. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks, featuring special guest Kyle Bristol. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AnnSarahSaid. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook. And join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature. Or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening!